The U.S. International Trade Commission, or ITC, frequently oversees cases where parties allege foreign imports infringe upon U.S. intellectual property rights. One method the ITC allows to resolve these infringement allegations is consent orders. Consent orders settle an investigation without a commission decision or admission by a respondent that infringement has been committed. But although a respondent may be tempted to use a consent order to avoid having to litigate in the ITC, there are risks associated with consent orders that respondents must be aware of before taking advantage of that procedure. Finnegan Partners, Christine Lehman, Smith Brittingham, and Anthony Delmonico join us now to discuss the nature of consent orders at the ITC, their advantages, and hidden risks. Anthony, what is a consent order, and when would one be issued? Uh, When most people think of the ITC, they think of exclusion orders as the only type of remedy. But one way to end a Section 337 case is a consent order, where a respondent stipulates not to sell for importation, import or sell after importation products that infringe, or aid and abet the same type of activity. There are many procedural requirements that are required in this consent order, some of which include that the respondent admits to all jurisdictional facts, as well as an express waiver from the respondent of rights to seek judicial review or otherwise challenge the validity of the consent order. Now, particularly for 337 patent cases, the consent order must also include a statement that the respondent will not challenge the validity of the asserted intellectual property right in any administrative or judicial proceeding to enforce that consent order. Also, the consent order stipulation may contain, but doesn't have to, a statement that it's for settlement purposes only, and that the stipulation does not constitute admission by any respondent that an unfair act has been committed. Now, consent orders can be entered into at any time before a hearing. To enter into a consent order, a respondent simply must file a motion to terminate the investigation due to a consent order, and the respondent may do so even if the complainant opposes the motion. Now, it is important to note that the motion to terminate will not cease the investigation unless the respondent requests a stay of the procedural schedule from the ALJ and that request is granted, the investigation will continue. Furthermore, a respondent may not, absent good cause shown, withdraw from the stipulation once it has been submitted. Now, in considering whether to grant the motion to terminate based on a consent order, the Commission must consider the public health factors. But as long as the consent order meets the Commission's requirements and the respondent promises it will stop doing business with infringing products, Usually the ALJ and the Commission will accept that consent order. Smith, if we could turn to you here, what would motivate a respondent in an infringement lawsuit to agree to a consent order? There are two main advantages to consent orders as compared to a traditional Commission exclusion order. The first is that you typically get out of the case faster, and getting out of an ITC case faster means it's probably going to be cheaper for the respondent. You're going to spend less on attorney's fees, And you're also going to have less distraction to your company and your employees because the case will be going on without you once the commission approves the consent order. The other main advantage to the consent order is that it's not actually enforced by the customs service as opposed to an exclusion order, which is enforced by customs. And what that means is even though you've promised not to import infringing goods, customs will not be looking for those goods and you won't suffer any delays in trying to bring your goods into the country. So that can be a major advantage depending on how your imports are actually structured. Now, having said that, of course, not everybody will be in a position to accept the conditions of a consent order, the biggest one being that you promise not to sell or import infringing goods. 
if you want to continue selling the goods that the complainant is accusing in that case, and you want to keep doing that in the United States, a consent order is just not a good option. But there are some companies that actually will be able to take advantage of this. If your accused product is just not that important to your business, you may want to consider just saying you're not going to sell it anymore, and a consent order gives you a fairly practical and relatively easy way to get out of what can be otherwise an expensive and distracting ITC case. Likewise, if the U.S. market isn't important to your business and you just want to sell it elsewhere, this is another good opportunity to use a consent order. Another issue is whether you could stop selling the particular accused product and switch to another product that might still be competitive in the market. Now, that can be a little more dangerous because the complainant would still have incentive to try and stop you from competing with them. But if you're fairly certain of non-infringement with this alternative product, either a design around or maybe the product of another supplier, then that can also be a good opportunity to use a consent order to get out of an ITC case. And finally, Christine, what are the risks associated with consent orders? Well, the biggest risk about entering a consent order is that you'll be found in violation of it. And this comes up most often in that last scenario that Smith talked about of you might decide I'm not going to sell the specific product that was accused in the original ITC complaint, but you have a redesigned product or you have a product from another supplier that you feel very clearly doesn't infringe, and you might begin importing that after entering the consent order. There have been a number of cases where then the patentee will bring a new ITC complaint, one that's called an enforcement action, and you risk being found to have violated the consent order, which isn't limited to a specific product, but it's limited to products that infringe. And if your new product is found to infringe, you not only have to defend yourself in this new enforcement ITC action, but you may have to pay civil penalties for violating the consent order, and you could even have a new exclusion order entered against the new products. So it is very risky to enter a consent order unless you're very sure that you are not going to be trying to import a product that could infringe under some arguments that the patentee might make later. And in addition, if you find yourself in this enforcement action, by signing the consent order, you have to give up your right to challenge the validity of the IP rights that were subject to the consent order. So as anybody who has litigated patent infringement cases know, it certainly you often have a two-prong attack of non-infringement and invalidity to try to come up with the best result. But by signing the consent order, you agree that you will not challenge the validity in such an enforcement proceeding that might come later. The other risk for consent orders is a little more subtle. If, for example, you sell a product and you might sell it worldwide and you enter the consent order because the United States is not that big of a market for you, you're selling to distributors and large customers that are overseas, so perhaps you think, I can enter a consent order because the U.S. is not a big market for me. The problem is, is the consent order also prohibits you from aiding and abetting any others from importing the infringing product into the U.S. So if you are selling to a distributor 
or some other kind of maybe a subcontractor who's incorporating your product into other products in another country, but then products are eventually ending up in the United States, there could be an enforcement action. And if you are found to have been encouraging or aiding and abetting some third party in getting infringing devices into the U.S., that also could be found a violation of a consent order subjecting you to the same kinds of civil penalties and new exclusion orders that importing it directly yourself could have been. Our guests have been Christine Lehman, Smith Brittingham, and Anthony Delmonico of Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.